Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I want to speak a message today that I believe is very important to each and every one of us. Something that I believe will touch your heart. A message of deep faith. We're going to go into deep faith right now. And, and overwhelming encouragement. Because I believe today we need to have a deep faith and we need to move forward being encouraged, knowing that the Lord is leading us and we are his vessels and we are showing forth his mercy and love throughout this nation and throughout this world in our own cities, our townships, wherever we live, in our churches. We just pray, Father, right now that the people's heart would be open to this message and they would grasp exactly what you're saying. Anoint me as I speak today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to speak on the debt to be paid. The debt to be paid or divine overflow. And I have prayed for everyone that they would receive a divine overflow today in their life, in their ministries, in their families, in their dreams, in their hopes. The presence of God would be full in your heart today. That's been my prayer for every one of you. And so if you turn with me over there to 1 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, I want to read the scripture to you today because I want to be able to panel this and have this in your heart and where you'll be able to express and understand where we're going. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all the vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Praise God. What a story. What beauty is that? And so I want to take time to just to point out some very great points here that we can apply to our life today. We can apply things every day as we walk with God because his word is filled with hope, filled with stories of deliverance and care. And I think this, I want to read this other scripture to you because it's really going to help you to understand. The Bible says in Psalm 68 and 5, a father of the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy habitation. It also says in Psalm 51, excuse me, Psalm 50 and 51, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. It's so powerful to see what God's word says, the promises that he has for us. 
You see, interruptions of life always come unexpected. And her husband dying was unexpected. And having a knock on the door of a, of a collector, a debt collector, who said, if you can't pay me, I'm going to take your sons and put them in slavery. My Lord. And she just stopped and hesitated. What can I do? And she found Elijah after that knock on the door. And she said to him, my sons, she explained to him what happened, as the scriptures already stated. Something that was very incredible for a mother. Let's just focus on that for a moment. A mother having her sons taken from her. Let's focus on youth today, how we need to guard our youth. We need to watch over our children. We need to care for our children. We need to love our children. We need to pray for our children. We need to protect our children. And we need to always raise our children in the honor and the knowledge of Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of this world. She was in fear. It gripped her. What am I going to do? And there was faith applied publicly here because she was in public. She was talking to Elijah and she was saying to him, what can you do? Help me. And he said, what do you want me to do for you? Then there was a hesitation for a moment. And then he asked her, what do you have in your house? What do you have that we can go ahead and see maybe we can see something that we can do for you? It's amazing how Jesus said the same thing when the multitudes were about to be fed. Jesus knew already what was there. But he asked the disciples, what do we have? And they said, we just have a few loaves, a few fishes. That's all. He already knew it, but he wanted them to understand that what he was about to do and what Elijah was saying to her, what she was about to do through his command was going to be miraculous. And I want to say to you right now in the name of Jesus, God wants to do things with you. God wants to do miracles through you. God wants you to come to him and speak to him in the name of Jesus. Request of him when you're going through a struggle, when you're going through something, when there's something that's so overwhelming, it paralyzes you. Get on your knees, seek the face of God and ask him to help you. And he may say to you, what do you have? Share with him what vessel that you have. And we'll speak upon that in just a moment. But just how beautiful it is to know that there in that moment, she said, I have a small jar of oil. You see, and from that point forward, they went out and they collected vessels from all the neighbors and not just a few, as many as they could get. And I was wondering in my mind, praying about this message and speaking it even now as I'm saying it, is what do the neighbors think? Why is she gathering all these vessels? What does she expect to do with so many vessels? And there was something that there was an inquisitiveness coming from the neighbors, but yet there had to be something done in private. They had to come in and there was a miracle that was going to take place privately. And oftentimes, God wants to bring you to that place of a private miracle. 
He doesn't want anybody else to get the glory. He wants himself to be glorified. He'll take you to a closed door miracle. You see, I believe in closed door miracles. I believe where you get in the closet of prayer with God and God begins to speak to your heart and give you design and direction and he begins to send you forth into a miracle that only he could provide. I believe that with all my heart and I believe that this message today is saying to many of you, God wants to give you a closed door miracle. A miracle that cannot be given to another person saying, oh, I did this for them, but a miracle that'll point to God saying, look what God has done for you. Be encouraged today. Be very faithful today. Walk strong in your faith. Walk bold in your faith. Pray prayers of boldness to God and believe God because he can do everything, anything, anywhere, anytime because he is God and he loves you. He reacts to your faith. He reacts to your prayers when you pray in Jesus' name. He reacts to what's going on in your life because when you read the word, the Bible says, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Oh, praise God. He cares for you mightily. He cares for you wholeheartedly. He cares for every part of your life. He cares about every breath you take. You see, in Matthew 6, 6, the Bible declares that he said, when you go in to pray, close the door. You see, <clears throat> God wants us to be in a private place with him in a time of struggle, in a time of prayer, or even in a time of worship. God loves to spend private time with you and I. It's so important that we grasp this and understand. You see, her outlook was, was full of darkness. God intervened. How many times in your life can you stop to think how many times that you found your place in darkness and all of a sudden you prayed and God intervened. How often he deals with his children in like manners now. He intervenes for us. He comes into our life and delivers us out of depths of trouble. He delivers us out of the floods of water. He delivers us out of the fires. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this scripture. I love this scripture in Isaiah 43 and 2. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Oh, praise God. Call upon him today. Call upon him in your day of trouble, and he will deliver you, and you will glorify him. We have to understand that we have these things going for us right now in our life. We have the presence of the Lord. We have the promises of the Lord. And we have the beauty of the Lord that is in our hearts declaring right now to our spirit, I am your God. I am who you want me to be because I have created you for one purpose, and that is to worship me. I have declared you in my image to worship me. Pick up your instrument of praise. Pick up your voice and praise me. Acknowledge me, even through the times of deep waters or the times of darkness, I shall deliver you, says the Lord God of hope, the God of mercy. 
Oh, the God whom we praise, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He has given us the depths and the riches of his mercy every day, every moment of our life. You see, and the, the results of this were long-lasting. When they were all through, she asked her son, bring me another vessel. He said, we don't have any more. And so the oil ceased because it was enough. And she was able to sell all that was there and pay the debt. And they were able to live on the proceeds for the rest of their life. You see, God cares about your moment. He cares about your past. And he has your future in the palm of his hand. He will care for you all the way through this earth. And as you step into the eternal blessings of his salvation and we step into the presence of Jesus Christ, he will care for you, he will love you, and he will cover you by the pinions of his wings. You see, her sorrow turned to joy. Her sorrow was a clear statement and a real statement. They're taking my sons. The debt collector is here. Help me. And what little she had, God made it much. You see, what little you may have today, God can make it great. He can extend it. He can make it work. He can bring you through. Because you see, you know what I like about this story also? It reminds me of Moses coming to the Red Sea. 2.5 million people following him. And he comes to a place where there's a mountains on the left, mountains on the right, and the Egyptians were following them in task to break their bondage from God and to bring them back right to where the presence of their deep sorrow was. But how beautiful it is right now to know this. How beautiful it is to know that what he had in his hand was a staff. Oh yes, he used it before there in Egypt. But now he was in a place where there was a sea before him and there was no getting through it. What little staff in his hand. He raised up and pointed it forward. Raised up and pointed it forward. Right after he prayed, because God said, why are you praying? He said, go forward. Raise up the staff. I'm saying to you today, raise up Jesus Raise up the Lord in your voice. Raise up the King of kings and the Lord of glory and go forward and God will separate before you the sea. He'll separate before you the oceans. He'll, he'll, he'll separate those roads that are crooked and make them straight. And there's no ocean deep enough that's going to keep you from moving forward and finding God and praising God and being delivered by God. Oh, somebody preach with me right now. I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit of the living God. You see, your sorrow right now can be turned into joy with what little you have. Oh, he can do this. He wants to do this. He loves you so much. You see, we have to look beyond the question sometimes and we have to realize Salvation is a, has lasting results. Your ministry sometimes is brought to places, but you have to do something radically to gain something eternally. 
Did you hear me? You have to do something radically to gain something eternally. God wants us to be radical for him. He wants us to be full of his power, full of, of the presence of his promises, knowing that whatever comes our way, our God is a delivering God. Our God is a saving God. <clears throat> if people are coming up against you right now in the name of Jesus, stand up and say, my God is a delivering God. I walk with my Savior, I talk with my Savior, and my Savior dwelleth within me by his Holy Spirit. The parakletos <clears throat> is walking along my side right now. I'm reminded in my spirit just who Jesus is. I'm reminded of his promises in my life. I am reminded that he had died on the cross and rose on the third day and he's alive forevermore. I am reminded that he said, go ye into all the world. I am reminded that I am to go forward in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I am reminded that he gave me a peace, not what the world gives us, but the peace of God in our hearts. And that peace indwells within me right now. And I have victory through Jesus Christ because I put on the armor of God. I've placed myself before him in prayer. I've studied his word. I know his word and his word is hidden in my heart that I may not sin against him. I just believe today that the Lord our God is with us just like he was with that little widow woman the day she addressed Elijah and he said, what do you want me to do? I believe that he asked her, what do you have in the house? I believe as God is speaking through me right now, I believe as God is saying to you, what do you have in your house? Take whatever you have and bring it to God. Our God desires your miracle to be private so it can be lived out publicly. He desires to do his will through your life. He wants your vessel cleansed. He wants you to be obedient to his love. He wants you to understand that he is the King of kings and the Lord of glory. We have to turn to get our resources from the Lord. We have to understand that even though it may be something small, he's going to give us a great amount. He will gradually lead us, and, 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 and don't be surprised at the largest and the completeness of his miracle. He is that God. He brings large things, and he brings things complete. He puts miracles in our path, and he wants us to embrace those things because he's our God. He loves us. He's proven that by giving his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. He's proven us more over and over and over just who he is by us being the vessels of honor that we are, that we carry around in us that treasure of the Holy Spirit to share to the world, to tell the world that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of glory. Oh, I'm saying to you today, be encouraged. Don't let your trouble take you down. Be encouraged. Don't let the enemy take you down. Move in faith. Swim out in the deep faith. Trust God. Confess with your mouth the things that you know are true in God's word, and he will bring it to pass. Oh, praise him with me. Would you lift your hands and praise him with me right now? Praise God. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 says, But we have these treasure in earthen vessels, the excellence of the power of God. Be of God and not of us. Oh, hallelujah. That power of God, not of us, it's in us. We have that. 
and we know upon what he says for us to do, and he will give us strength every moment of every day. Something that we have to understand today also that I think is really important, that's significant to this message and significant to your life individually and corporately for your family as you pray for your youth, as you care for your children, as you look over your children in prayer, lead them into the kingdom of God. We need to have empty vessels. We can't have vessels that are full of self-righteousness or something that is utterly useless that keeps us from being saved because of the bondage of sin. We have, and, and we have to get empty those vessels. We have to rid ourselves of those things so the grace of God can come into the heart. You see, when the publican and the Pharisee were coming in and they prayed, the Pharisee was so full of self-righteousness, God didn't even take notice of him except of how bad that was. But he heard the publican and the publican beat his heart. And he said he wasn't even able to look up to God. He was standing away from God because he was humble to even be able to speak to God. We have to understand. We have to come to God with the humility of heart. With the same vessels emptied of all self. And throw ourselves on the mercy of God. I call upon everyone today to empty your vessel and of anything that's in the way of God bringing the miracle privately into your life, a closed door miracle that God wants to give you and give instruction to you and then have you receive the bountiful blessings of, of his miraculous power in your life. We are so close today for the great awakening, so close today for an outbreak of a revival that we have never seen before. We can look at history and there's been great revivals. There's been great moves of God, but one's coming, and I'm saying this prophetically, one's coming, it's at the doorway now. We're gonna see revival like we've never seen before. We're gonna see a great awakening that we've prayed for for years. We're gonna see millions of souls come to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're gonna bring their empty vessels themselves pour out all the junk all the sin all the self-righteousness all the bondages all the fear all the doubt all the anxiety all the worry and they're going to come before a king of kings and the lord of glory and they shall be saved filled with his power filled with his love filled with his peace and move forward in the kingdom of god a revival is at our doorstep continue to seek the lord i pray Continue to believe God in Jesus' name. Have a humble heart. Why carry sin? Why carry your need? Why carry your care? Even though these cares are all different sets of empty vessels, but God's grace can take care of them all. You see, God wants our emptiness. And let me just say this to you something that means so much to me that came to my spirit last night in prayer and preparing this message all week long. I've been preparing to speak this to you because I know the importance of what God is saying to your heart right now. I believe some of you are saying, oh my God, I gotta empty myself. I gotta get rid of my pride. I gotta get rid of my arrogance. I gotta get rid of my gossip. 
I've got to get rid of all the things that I think are important to me and I've got to empty myself and I've got to be a vessel that God can fill with his love, his power, his mercy, and his grace. Then I can move forward into what God has for me to do. Oh, someone praise him with me. Someone, I, I, I know that I'm not with you physically, but oh, would you preach with me a little bit? Would you go ahead and raise your hands and shout amen wherever you're at, knowing that the King of Kings and the Lord of glory is speaking through this vessel right now? Three vessels that God wants us to bring to him. Three vessels that are so important for us. The vessel of desire. We need to bring that vessel of desire before God. We need to show God that we desire him more than the world, more than friendship, more than just a job or employment, more than a bank account, more than a car, more than a new home, more than clothes, more than any physical thing. We desire God more than anything in this world. Does bring that vessel of desire this morning to God, would you? Would you just bring an empty vessel there before God, a vessel of desire? If you looked on the vessel, it would have carved into it desire. And let God fill his presence in your life because you are desiring him. Praying. Have you ever understood prayer? Let me tell you something about prayer. There are times when I bend my knee before God and I can't feel his presence. But I don't give up. I search my heart and I pray even deeper. I pray even harder. And I may pray for an hour or more before I pray through. And I get close to God and he fills up my heart with his presence. And I begin to sense the depth and the riches of his anointing. I have sensed him in such a way that my body has actually shook in the presence of the Lord. Knowing that he is the king, the leader of my life, the savior of my soul, the God of my salvation, the, the father of who I always wanted. He is God almighty forevermore. He is the God that you need to bring your vessel to of desire right now. Secondly, we need to bring the vessel of expectancy. That is only another way of putting, according to your faith, it shall be done. In other words, bring that vessel of faith. Let him fill up your vessel with his faith. His faith in you can conquer the world, can climb any mountain. His faith in you can see any sickness healed. His faith in you can love everybody, not just whom you choose to love. His faith in you will bring the miraculous into your life. You see, whatever things you ask when you stand praying, believe and you shall receive them and you shall have them. Mark eleven twenty four. that's his word. When you stand praying, when you believe, You'll receive them and you shall have them. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not upon your own understanding. Trust in the King, the creator of the heavens and the earth, who thinks upon you every day. Bring that vessel of desire. Bring that vessel of expectancy. 
And lastly, and certainly not least of all, but equal to, bring that vessel of obedience. All three vessels must come together to be filled. Desire, expectancy, or faith. What do you expect from God? What do you desire? And that beautiful vessel of obedience where you obey God no matter what.